welcome back to dantescomedy.com and our reading of Purgatory. And today we come to chapter 9, Canto 9. And this is a really important chapter and it's a very transitional point in the story, both for the Purgatory, the climb of the Purgatory Mountain, but also for the whole of the trilogy of the Divine Comedy. And uh, it's a chapter that might grow on you, that the more you know the whole work, the more you see the significance of the events that are taking place in this chapter. So... The overall theme or topic is, is that he is lifted in his sleep and then he enters through the gate of purgatory. So it starts with, like the literal part is that it's nighttime and the pilgrim is falling asleep and he has a big dream about an eagle who is taking him and lifting him up to the fire and he wakes up very confused and then he sees that he is now at the gate of purgatory, like the proper purgatory. And then together with, with Virgil, they then see the angel and they see the stairs up to the gate with three steps. And the angel has two keys, a golden and a silver key. And then he opens the door and the gate opens and then the pilgrim is moving into, like through the gate and is hearing this hymn of Te Deum Laudamus. So that is kind of the, the narrative part of it. The symbolism is then... In the widest sense, this is about entering the kingdom of heaven itself. And the dream that he has, we're going to read from it in a second, is about being lifted up by the divine, but also experiencing the, the unification with the divine, which is kind of the, the final goal of, of mysticism, in a sense, like to experience this, this, uh, this unity with the divine itself, which is also what happens at the very end at the whole trilogy, like the, the top sphere in Paradise, Paradiso. So it's a bit of foreshadowing of the final end and, and the, kind of the, the, the goal of the whole journey, in a sense. So that's already inserted here. So this is also the pivotal point where we move from this more practical, kind of going through like the beach and a bit of across the plains and climbing in this antipurgatory, which is, which is standing a little bit still. And then suddenly we're moved into a much more uh, spiritual and into kind of the divine feeling that the, the the story is suddenly much more allegorical and there's much more happening at the symbolic and the allegorical level. And this is gradually becoming a, a shift more and more towards the spiritual through the climb up to the Garden of Eden. So we're going to have a look now at a couple of things. So one of the most Important parts of this chapter in itself is the dream. So he he sees when he's dreaming this eagle that is circling above him in the sky. It's a golden feathered eagle in the sky. And he's also then, firstly, he's invoking Ganymede, like a Greek a Greek story from the mythology, that Ganymede is one who who's gets captured by Zeus or like Jovi, Jupiter, as an eagle and then brought up to be the cupbearer of the gods. So that's the first thing Dante is invoking here. And then he says, Dreaming, I saw him circle for a while. Then, terrible as lightning, he struck down, swooping me up, up to the sphere of fire. And there it seemed the bird and I both burned. The heat of that imaginary blaze was so intense it woke me from my sleep. So just these six lines you have how the divine is now taking up into the 
the sphere of fire. There are many interpretations of this, but you could, uh, one way of seeing this is that uh, the sphere of fire, like the Empyrean, means fire in itself, and then that they're both burning could be this, like the, the unified in the, the intensity of the divine, which is, and when you have the different uh, angelical orders, like the cherubims and then the seraphims are at the top, and seraphim also means fire and love. So this is a, an image of that he is then unified at the end, but it's so intense, so he wakes up. And this is also a way of alluding to how he, the whole journey in paradise is about, or one of the dimensions of the story is about increasing your capacity for the spiritual light or the divine light, because it's much too strong for him, for the pilgrim in the beginning, but then gradually. So at the very end of it, he's able to have the final vision and then the unification. But it comes then through, like after having gone through the whole journey of Paradiso and also this one big prayer from the mystic Saint Bernard to Virgin Mary. So she gives him the grace to have this experience. And also she is careful that it's not too strong for the pilgrim. So he doesn't go, like he doesn't lose his mind as he's capable of going back to earth and write the whole story. But now in this dream, it gets much too intense for him, so he wakes up. So that is uh, the dream of the eagle. And then when he wakes up confused, you have more symbolism here. So with Lucia. So she is then light. And Virgil is explaining what happened since the pilgrim is so confused. So he says, before the break of day, while your soul slept within your body, still at rest below, upon the flowers of that painted glen, a lady came. She said, I am Lucia. Come, let me take this man who lies asleep. I wish to speed him on his journey up. So this could be seen as a, as a symbolic expression of, at this point, the pilgrim is ready to come up to the, the gates to the kingdom of heaven in the story after this long or, or this bit slow movement in the antipurgatory, the preparational part and process. And then he just, through the light, he is moved into a different place. It's a bit unclear, uh, it, like spatially, where he is from then the, the Valley of the Princess and to the, to the gate. It's interpreted as being very far. And also you can see it as it's not, it's not only moving up the mountain, it's also moving much deeper inside of yourself. So that's one of those things that Dante is, is, uh, is expressing like in, with two different dimensions at once here. Which is something that comes much stronger back in the Paradiso with the moon and then kind of the moon is a twin portal into both like a journey but also into the spiritual realm that is different from the material. So there's also a, a tiny foreshadowing element of of this story with Lucia. And another one is that uh, Virgil is then saying that before she set you down, her lovely eyes showed me the open entrance. And this alludes to how the eyes of Beatrice in Paradiso becomes the, the, the portal into the whole of the of the spiritual and the, and the world and the th and theology and the, the divine revelation, everything is kind of through her eyes as just an opening. So that's another 
foreshadowing and a little link from the eyes of Lucia as well. And then we're gonna two small two uh, small things. Uh, one is the angel. So when they then move towards, there's a little opening in the cleft. They go through that and then they see the gate. And then the pilgrim is saying, I slowly raised my eyes. I saw that he was sitting on the highest step, his face too splendid for my eyes. I looked away. And in his hand he held a naked sword. So dazzling were the rays reflected thence. Each time I tried to look, I could not see. So this is then the guardian of the gate. And bef right before the gate, you have three steps and they are of three different colors. So they're of uh, white and black and red, and they represent parts of the process of repentance or kind of self-improvement, doing the atonement with first self-examination. Like So the white stairs are like mirrors, so you see yourself. The black one is the sorrow of acknowledging your mistakes and your faults. And then the red is about doing the hard work and struggle and the atonement process in itself. So then he walks up, that, up the stairs. He gets seven peas on his forehead for the seven peccati, like the seven sins. And the angel says, like, make sure you, are, you have healed all of those seven wounds, which will happen on each of the terraces. And then finally... He takes up the two keys. One is the divine authority to let somebody in. And the other one is having the competence to evaluate if the person is or the soul is ready to enter. You could also see this as a psychological mechanism that in order for yourself to be able to enter, like the, the kingdom of heaven within you, there needs to be a certain amount of understanding first of the nature of it before you will be able to actually enter it. So this is uh, from an individual perspective, you can see it like that. And it's also then the, the keys that are given from Peter to this angel as the guardian of the door. And then both keys are turned and the gate opens and then it ends with the following. As the grating pivots rolled, I turned for I heard chanting Te Deum Laudamus accompanied by the sweet notes of that door. The harmony of sounds made me recall just how it seems in church when we attend to people singing as the organ plays. Sometimes the words are heard and sometimes lost. So this, this ends with this kind of blend of, of a hymn and the sound of the door opening and the imagery of just being in church and then you hear singing and the organs playing all together. And that means that we now suddenly we have entered into a new realm, like the purgatory proper, but it's also much more than just another step on the mountain. This is a whole different part of the work, and the experience of reading is also different from here on. Okay, so that's all we're going to say for this one. It's, um, it's a huge transitional point, and the significance will again become more clear the more we go through the terraces and learn new things and kind of expand the understanding of the deeper grounds and sources of both the vices and the virtues. And then that little moment on going through the gate will be uh, kind of just by nature will just grow in importance. It's just like a seed that will grow into something big later. 
So um, with that, we're going to stop this one. It's a little bit over 10 minutes. We're going to try to keep them at 10 minutes. It's a little bit hard sometimes. This is a big one. So I uh, hope some of this was interesting and some food for thought. And uh, as always, thank you so much for listening and see you again next time.